Like many employers in Jackson Hole, Grand Teton National Park is struggling to house and retain its workforce. But the challenge isn't unique to this park. As KHOL's Will Walkie reports, the U.S. Department of the Interior is looking into ways to fund innovative lodging solutions, both in Teton County and other National Park gateway communities across the country. Sam Ritchie's home is steps away from the National Elk Refuge. She says it has everything she needs, a bedroom, kitchen, and sitting area with a comfortable couch. It's wonderfully cozy, and it's hilarious because at work, I work on log cabins all day and come to live in one every night. She first took a job with the National Park Service in the summer of 2017 when she was a backcountry ranger in Yellowstone. It was isolating work. Grocery trips meant an hour and a half drive to Jackson. But she loved it anyway. I've managed to live in incredibly beautiful places and work with my hands most of the day and work outside most of the day. And I kind of realized that that was a priority for me. Richie's performed historic preservation work for the Park Service in Western Wyoming for the past few years. And this spring, she's starting a new full-time position doing trail work for Grand Teton National Park. Last month, there was also a major development that boosted her quality of life outside of work. She moved into a full-time place to live. In the last year, I've really considered looking at other parks that have more stable housing situations in the surrounding neighborhoods and cities. But thankfully, it lucked out that the park was able to offer me housing, and I'm currently living in park housing, which is actually affordable and kind of allows me to exhale a little bit. Richie says she was displaced four times in two years while navigating market rate housing in Jackson. Her former landlords sold their properties or jacked up the rents, and tenants in Wyoming don't have many rights to challenge those decisions. As a result, Grand Teton Superintendent Chip Jenkins says many of his employees are struggling to find permanent lodging right now. Unless a person really comes from unusual circumstances and are able to be able to muster the capital to get into the private market, that's not a choice that is open to our employees. The median home sale price in Teton County eclipsed $4 million this year. Just about 14% of the park's employees choose to live in private housing, Jenkins says. But by 2026, that number will be down to about 5%. And what's happening now is that every time we have a turnover in positions, so for example, we had our uh, chief ranger who has been a longtime resident in town. When they have moved on to other jobs, when we hire our new chief ranger who came down from Alaska, she can't afford to get into the housing market. She, her husband, and her son, um, they can't afford to rent or to buy. So we need to be able to provide their housing. Jenkins estimates that he needs 35 new households in the next four years just to retain his current staff. And that's not accounting for future needs. 3.8 million people visited Grand Teton in 2021, a record amount. So Jenkins says it's logical that the park will need to add more staff eventually. You know, I think we have a need for uh, more custodians, uh, for more law enforcement rangers. Frankly, we, part of what we need is we need more digital rangers. We need people who are helping in order to be able to provide information to people so that they can plan their trips. Grand Teton has a full-time housing officer who maintains current stock, matches employees with rooms, and manages any issues that come up. Jenkins is also working with the Park Service's headquarters in Washington, D.C. to strategize how to quickly build more units. He says that's critical not only to keep his organization running, but for the local community as well. 
It's our responsibility to keep the roads open from Moran down to, you know, down to town. Uh, we have mutual aid agreements with the sheriff and the police department and the emergency medical services and the fire department. And I think this last year, we responded to over 50 emergency calls just up in Buffalo Valley. Speaking in testimony in mid-May before Congressional Committee, National Park Service Director Chuck Sam said he's asking for additional funding for employee housing in his annual budget. Millions are specifically allocated for Grand Teton and other western areas. Median home purchase prices continue to rise throughout the United States and many of our gateway communities. And short-term vacation rental markets are thriving and therefore taking away from our seasonal work staff who usually wouldn't be able to find uh, a housing in our gateway communities. Beyond more funding, the federal government is also looking into alternative ways to develop. In Maine, lawmakers are proposing a land transfer from Acadia National Park to a local organization so they can build more workforce housing units in the nearby town of Bar Harbor. That's a difficult strategy under current regulations, but earlier this month, Associate Director of Park Planning, Facilities and Lands for the Park Service, Michael Caldwell, told a U.S. Senate committee he'd like to explore options like that more often. We're working with others to try to maybe gain some more flexibilities and authorities that are needed for public-public and public-private partnerships to help us with our housing needs. To that end, two Western members of Congress introduced a bipartisan act last month that would cut red tape around private-public partnerships with the goal of building quickly in gateway communities like Jackson. But it hasn't gained traction yet. Meanwhile, Grand Teton National Park is dealing with another issue connected to the cost of living in Jackson, employee recruitment. Jenkins says he has about 25 open positions for the summer season, lodging included, but no candidates to take them. Will Walkie, KHOL News.